Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Watch Shutter. My name is JD. Who's here with me? Michelle. It's Michelle. It's, it's always Michelle. Michelle. It's always me. It is. Michelle, you sound a little tired. I mean, uh, we're not in the sad episode yet, but you did make me watch a sad <laughs> movie that comes out next week. So, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, my usual dapper self. But I didn't, luckily, I didn't make you watch it. It was a listener request, Michelle. I know, and I kind of said we should do it. But yeah, that'll it was... be next week's episode. But if I'm sad, it's because of next week's episode. But sad in a, in a in a way where you're like, man, that was a good movie, I hope. Well, we'll talk about it next week. We'll find week. out. Uh, we'll guys, find if this out. is your, your first time tuning in to We Watch Shudder, uh, the gimmick is right there in the name, right? Uh, Shudder puts out uh, uh, all sorts of original and exclusive content in the horror and horror-adjacent worlds. And when they do that, we are, are talking about those new releases. Uh, but uh, they decided to just wham-bam in the span of three weeks drop two super heavy awesome films on us, uh, When Evil Lurks and uh, Birth Rebirth. Go back and check those out if you haven't. Uh, but they don't have any releases coming for the rest of the month. And so we thought, uh, let's you know do some listener requests, find something we can do. Uh, so we're stepping outside that shutter box this week. Michelle, you want to tell everybody what we're talking about this week and why we're talking about it? Well, apparently we're talking about how we're changing our whole gimmick. But outside of that, eventually <laughs> we'll get to talking about a movie. Uh, I didn't say we, I, I mean, not changing the whole gimmick just for the week, Michelle. That's, I, man, know. I know. Why do you always got to make me snarky. feel like I've been a terrible host? That's not true at all. <laughs> I think you're an excellent host. You actually know how words work. Right, I'm but, just here for shenanigans. But up, well, up, your but shenanigans up, up. make me feel bad about myself sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you're a phenomenal <laughs> host. <laughs> it's um, fine. And I still think that you should apply to judge those movies um, despite being a white cis. Michelle, I, I, I really appreciate that, that you have faith in me to be able to be uh, a perfectly competent judge in that situation. But I look, guys, what we're talking about here is Michelle was doing some research into horror film festivals, and she found this this festival that's actually looking for people to help judge for the festival. But if I remember correctly, uh, what what was the uh, sort of the theme of the festival, Michelle? Uh, lesser heard voices um, right. for people of color and women. Yeah. And Marginalized voices in horror. Yeah. And my immediate reaction to that was, well, Michelle, I appreciate your faith in me, but I feel like a film festival that's trying to focus on marginalized voices in horror, uh, the last opinion they need is some cishet white dude in America. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm probably... What? You I, might I, have I, a point. I am the, the last <laughs> person uh, who should be judging that just on principle alone. I would like to believe also, Michelle, that I would be able to do that competently without any any kind of uh, negative biases. But also, uh, I could only say that for intentional negative bias. You know, there's uh, that's part of the whole issue. There's built-in bias in everybody. Anyway, we don't want to get super political here. You, however, Michelle, should apply yeah. to judge that festival. I, I really think you should, because mm. then we could at I'll least try. have a presence uh, for yeah. we watch Shutter. Anyway, we've bored everybody to tears with our behind the scenes. Now, would you like to tell people what we're talking about this week and why we're talking about it? 
Yeah. So this week we watched Never Hike Alone and Never Hike Alone 2. And we watched them because we botched the last movie that we tried to watch by them, which was Never Hike Alone in the Snow, because we did not know that this was some sort of sequel bonus story to a it's prequel, larger but yeah. film. Yeah. Yes. It's not in between. <laughs> No, 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 it's I a guess prequel. It, is it was released yeah. between one and two, but yes, in a time in the timeline, correct. it takes place before number one. Yep, yep, you are yeah. correct. So yeah, yeah. We, we botched it, so we had to go back and try this. Yeah, uh, one of our listeners. Do you remember who requested this, Michelle? Never hike alone the first time. Um, was that one a parrot head dad? I believe it might so. have been one of our listeners. If not, with... shout out to a parrot head dad anyway, because and to whoever and uh, whoever re- requested this, shout out to you. Uh, so they said while we were looking for shorts for October, Spooktober, excuse me, uh, they were like, you should check out this Friday the 13th fan film called Never Hike Alone. And we were like, all right, we'll put that on the list. But then some smart guy named JD decided we should probably limit the length of these movies to about 30 minutes to really stay faithful to the the short vibe and also, you know, to not get the episodes too terribly long. And so I realized that Never Hike Alone was an hour long and Never Hike Alone 2 hadn't quite been released yet. Uh, But Never Hike in the Snow was only about 30 minutes, 28 minutes, if memory serves. So I said, let's watch that one. It kind of hits the the request. And boy, I was wrong. Not that Never Hike in the Snow was bad. It's just... Uh, again, it's a prequel that has we we just had no context for it. Uh, we we uh, you know it's just nothing really that we we were prepared for in a lot of ways, and so here we are, correcting a wrong, talking about never hike alone and never hike alone too. If it's your first time tuning in, yes, we do always overthink things. Always, we also always, always. well, I do always overexplain oh, things. Do. It's uh, I, it's <laughs> yeah. You overexplain. I overthink. It's but just then I it, just don't voice mine. I'm panicked. It's just silently. It's just our dynamic, guys. That's how it, it all is. works out. It works great. Michelle, now that we've yeah. uh, as always thoroughly bored anybody who's tuning in for the first time and wondering what My the hell this podcast part. is doing on like 167 episodes. How did that happen? Yep. Is because as know. it turns out, your ratings for a podcast don't matter. They'll let you keep making it as long as you want to keep making it. <laughs> Uh, you want to hit people? <laughs> uh, so yeah, never hike alone. Yeah. Never hike alone. Two Friday the Thirteenth fan films, uh, and, and these are uh, a, a single timeline story. Then uh, uh, one obviously plays directly into two. Michelle, uh, yeah. just quick because I know we've talked about it in detail before. Just quick summary: What are your thoughts on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise in general? Before we get into this too far. Well, they have changed a little bit. Oh yes, um, since <laughs> the last time that we talked, uh, because I don't. Like oh, that's what you mean. Very I much. thought you meant the yes. franchise changes quite a bit. My bad. No, I have done some research. I have put some effort in. So, um, I have always found Mike Myers, the Canadian uh, slasher who goes around killing Jamie Lee Curtis for some reason. Him and Jason Voorhees have never been my favorite. I grew up with both of them. I never found them very scary. Um, I was always just kind of bored. However, I have gone back and watched videos that are just the kills and no story. And that's way better. So I have changed my opinion a little bit that if they were 
just kills and I didn't have to put up with any of the backstory ever. Oh, man, those would be really good movies. Um, but me, if I do me, have to watch the backstory, then so me. With, uh, so what you're saying is if all of these movies were Terrifier, you would like them a lot more. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give Art the Clown a, a, a Shatner mask, please. Right. Because, you know, if you've never seen Terrifier, just like, and, and I don't feel like this is insulting anyway. It's just an observation. And the director and writer Damien Leone has said the same thing himself. That first Terrifier film, real lean on plot, guys. It's very similar, actually, to like the third act of most slasher films, just drawn out as the full film. Again, not a criticism in any way, just an observation. But uh, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, slashers for me, when they're good, are, are some of the best horror movies I've ever seen. John Carpenter's Halloween is incredible. I like Halloween 2. I'm not a big fan of the franchise there uh, afterward. Weirdly enough, uh, Friday the 13th, I'm kind of the same with. Uh, the first one, I really enjoy. Uh, I actually think the second one is even a slightly better film than the first one. And number two is the one with Baghead Jason, and I fucking love me some Baghead Jason. It upsets me that we only got it in the one movie. Uh, and then from there, the it's not my favorite slasher franchise at all. Uh, because of that, I tend to prefer the later uh, entries where things get a little cheesy, like Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason X, uh, just because those are movies that sort of understand the ridiculous now of being eight to ten films into the franchise. Uh, and, but overall... Just kind of not my favorite uh, slasher franchise. I know, obviously, incredibly popular, uh, if memory serves, Jason Voorhees overall in all the major slasher franchises far and away has the highest body count. Uh, so, yeah, uh, are you guys Friday the 13th fans? Are you not? We're going to talk about some Friday the 13th here. You know who's fans of Friday the 13th? Womp Stomp Films, and we're going to talk about it. Michelle, you want to quickly then hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts for Never Hike Alone 1 and 2? Yeah, uh, I'm glad that we are bunching up our, our ratings because I think this is kind of the same movie. Just Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we can judge this as a, as a complete work here, especially, uh, I, I guess I, I want to say the movie's each about 50 to 55 minutes long, so total it's about two hours, Real, you know, a little longer yeah. than a slasher should be, but in fairness, they said they released it as two movies. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, I will say that reviewing a fan film as somebody who is not a fan of the original material um, did make me a little on edge. Like, was this going to be super boring? How would I feel about it? However... Uh, despite my mood changing a little bit towards Jason, I would say that this is potentially my favorite uh, Friday the 13th movie, series, whatever it is. This was really great, and it was better than everything except Jason X and Freddy versus Jason, because those two are great. Um, combined, I'm just going to go with a four for it. All right, yeah, and uh, uh, interestingly enough, Michelle, I don't know if it's just that we've been doing this podcast long enough or what, uh, but I'm right there with you on this, to be totally honest. Again, not the biggest fan of the franchise, uh, and like you, I really enjoy just the overt ridiculousness of, of those later movies. Jason X is so fucking dumb in all of the best ways something can be fucking dumb. And I know all of you listening know exactly what I mean. But 
Uh, yeah, and again, you have to take it in that context, but as somebody who was not the hugest fan of this franchise in general, uh, I agree with you. I think I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed most of the films in the franchise. Um, it's still not entirely for me. There's something about the Jason Voorhees character that has just never really connected with me in the long term, uh, as the same way some other uh, characters have. I think it's honestly because as the franchise went on, uh, it became more focused. Uh, it became more about Jason and how crazily he could kill people, and we started to lose just like any kind of real emotional attachment to any of the people that he was killing. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed this. I thought, first of all, uh, incredibly well made. I'm not sure at all what the budget was on any of these, uh, but just, yeah, real solid production. You can feel the love that these folks have for this franchise all over this thing. Uh, and, yeah, I, decently impressed. I am going to go three and a half skulls for these two. Three and a half. You said we were right there together, and then you chose a on, different score than me. I said on our me. thought process, Michelle. I didn't mention oh, scores okay. in any way, shape, or form. Oh, okay, fine. So that's well, a three point seven five average. That's a that's a that real is, solid score. That's a solid score. Well, time to get into the spoiler section. So now, if you 13 are thirteen minutes, minutes in, in <laughs> and you're like you're just you're committed to it now, you can't leave. Um, but if you don't want it spoiled, then like turn off the podcast in case you have already. Maybe you, you did can already. Find, <laughs> we should let you know you can find both of these films on YouTube. Just Google never or Google everything that you search anywhere. I just call it a Google now. Uh, we'll have links in the episode description wherever you're listening to the podcast. But again, you can just go to YouTube and search for Never Hike Alone and they're one right after the other. I do want to point out if you haven't also seen Never Hike in the Snow because that is a timeline prequel to these movies. If you would like to, there's a version of Never Hike Alone called The Ghost Cut which has a music video that they made that's actually the very beginning of this overall story when Jason is first coming back. And then there's it, it uh, moves into Never Hike in the Snow and then moves into Never Hike Alone. Uh, it does add about a half an hour to the overall running length, but that's available there. Anyway, spoilers now. Michelle, do that yeah. wonderful thing you do where you summarize the plot in your... In ways that only you can. Okay, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm just gonna combine I'm gonna eat both some movies nerds while you do this. Nobody oh. cares, but I want to make Cannibalism. sure people know. Okay, Rainbow D and D nerds, <laughs> like all okay. my friends. So there's a guy, and he's hiking. His name's Kyle, and guess what? He didn't see the title of the movie he was in, so he's hiking alone. He didn't know any better poor Kyle because then he runs into Jason Voorhees and Jason Voorhees is like didn't you read the movie title and Kyle's like nah and then Jason's like gotta kill you now and then Kyle's head goes squish but just kidding he's in an ambulance and there's more people there now and uh, all their heads go squish except kidding one of them is Tommy Jarvis he's from the initial movies I think and uh, he's like what's up motherfucker or whatever he says. And then he drives away and now Jason is just slowly walking towards them. And now Tommy Jarvis is investigating the death of Do Dr. Diana, Dr. Diana Hill's uh, kid. And they can't decide if he's alive. Is he dead? He's Schrodinger's 
Diana Hill's baby, I guess. Um, except he's an adult. He's not a baby. Um, and then they're like, we have to go figure out where Jason is. And then they watch the hiker's footage and the hiker's footage is like, whoa, there's his mom. And they're like, we have to go get his mom's body because that's what he wants. Because Jason, he's a little bit broken. And then uh, they go and they get the head. And I don't remember what they did with it. It's not important, but it's gone. But just kidding, because Jason is not gone because he never dies. And then there's a little bubble that comes up uh, to show you that he's still down there and he's just waiting gonna take those kids down the end oh no jd i can't hear you talking at all it probably helps to turn the microphone on after you're done eating the nerds uh yeah so what a, what i was trying to say michelle is really you're not sure who tommy jarvis is no i i only knew because you told me when we botched our episode about never hike alone or never hike in the snow. That's the only reason I have no memory of who Tommy Jarvis is, but you told me who he was. And yeah, so Tommy I guess Jarvis I is the, the young boy who was played by Corey Feldman in part four uh, referenced. <laughs> do you remember this? This will help four. you out. This will help you out. Uh, you remember in the first scare package movie, in the sequence with the Devil's Lake Slasher or whatever they called him, uh, the the whole there was that whole thing where the guy, uh, like his hair is all cut up weird and he's wearing the weird shirt and he's talking to the Devil's Lake Slasher. That yeah. is an homage to Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. So now I have seen two fan film versions of Tommy Jarvis and I still right. have no memory of the OG Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis is the one who uh, uh, I think, spoiler alert, uh, kills Jason in one of those movies because he appears in other ones too, uh, played by other folks, but that was his first appearance. I believe anyway, it. we're talking about it. Never Hike Alone. Uh, mm-hmm. So Michelle, for you then, as and obviously I'll have my input as well, but... Uh, as somebody who is more into this sort of franchise for the kills and the violence, why don't we start there? How do you feel about the kills and the violence in this fan film? Well, uh, the first one is so much uh, buildup and not a lot of payoff. Um, however, it was done in a way that I enjoyed um, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but I mean, the end is the only time that we're really seeing any deaths whatsoever. And for an hour long movie, I need more death. I got to have more death. But then the second movie is like, Hey, Hey, Michelle from we watch shutter. We heard, we know that you want some more squishiness and we're delivering. So there are some good deaths. Uh, my favorite is probably when the sheriff tries to shoot Jason in the face and then Jason does get shot in the face, but he's not dead because he's stuck in Jason. And then the sheriff's like, oh, bother. And then he dies. I like that one. <laughs> oh, I like bother. that because he just like squishes, squishes his little head. And it's yeah. like, damn, Jason, you didn't skip arm day. You so buff. Yeah, uh, well, that's uh, that's a Voorhees for you. I mean, if you're if you're gonna keep coming back from the dead, you might as well have preternatural strength as well. Absolutely. If I came uh, back from the dead, I would need a lot of strength, just I, because uh, they'd be like, "Oh, I need a lot of 
moral strength to get find, through the fact that I'm alive again. Ugh. I find it interesting, though, Michelle, that as mentioning that you are really into the squishy bits, that you didn't mention the particularly vile uh, moment in the second film where that guy gets slashed in the abdomen and his guts just spill out all over the floor. Yeah, I like that, too. I'm it's... just a huge fan of the sheriff getting squished. Well, that's, uh, well you know, there's a lot I, of squishing I like a going squish. on here. Anybody can machete a body open and have intestines fall out. Not everybody can <laughs> squish a man's head with their hands. That's fair. That's, that's very some, fair. That's some talent. Um, and I, I do think talent. you're right. And I, I think if, if I had to sort of parse uh, an explanation on my own, uh, I think very likely what happened is for a first fan film, Never Hike Alone, uh, probably, I mean, obviously, uh, working on a fan film budget, uh, this does feel like they maybe had a, 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 a couple of, of uh, moderate investors and had some budget to work with, uh, but clearly limited. And so I think they, they very likely did what they could with the kills uh, in the first one, and then I'm guessing because the first one was so rad and it was watched on YouTube like two million times. Uh, for I think it's actually up to over four million views at this point. Uh, they got to do a second one. Uh, and I'm willing to bet they raised a whole lot more money for the second one. Uh, and they then were like, well, we got some extra money here. We gotta sort of amp up the the fucking violence a little bit. And yeah, they damn sure did. Um, this also uh, does a thing that we've seen in, in some of the other fan films that we watched where it kind of references certain things from the franchise, uh, but just almost as like a visual reference within uh, the their own stories. They have Jason's weird lean-to with his, his mother's severed head in it. Uh, like from the second film, um, just uh, you know, even the barn. I I think where they're at is is, is referencing uh, the the barn in the second film uh, with the baghead Jason. Uh, some some real is uh, uh, really solid acting. I I feel for a a, a low level uh, or an indie level production like this. Um, uh, just really impressive. Like the passion that the the folks here from Wompstomp Films uh and that would be uh the the director of these films uh Vincente DeSanti uh producer Kyle Klein uh they uh they got this company they they just clearly have a love uh and I feel like that's probably why the people who uh own the copyright to this material frankly haven't done anything uh to you know, say, hey, you got four and a half million views on your film on YouTube. Would you guys get any revenue from that? It probably belongs to us. I don't know if they did get any revenue for it. Uh, but even like, like they're basically they made this fucking rad movie and then nobody said, hey, you can't do that again. So clearly somebody likes what they're doing. Oh, and they did a fantastic job uh, with both of these. Uh, apparently. According to the we the Womp Stomp Films website, uh, they at least have a plan in place for a part three and a part four. Uh, part three, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, and part four, The Final Hike. Now, this does still call Never Hike Alone 2 the original title that was planned, which was Never Hike Again. 
but uh, I, uh, I I would I will be curious to see if they are able to make more of these, and if they do, uh, I'll definitely be checking them out. One of the points you touched on uh, was how they haven't been, um, you know, copyright strike downs moted. Right. Um, and that's I, I was very hyper aware of how this was an homage and not a recreation, um, especially with the music, because Friday the 13th, the main song is what everybody knows from that. It's been used in so many different pop culture references and it's iconic. And this never plays that sound, but everything is such a good, like, artistic yep. interpretation of it that it feels like it could have been exactly in the original movies. I really enjoyed the atmospheric sounds that they did, um, the way that they had the, the wilderness noises in the first one. All of that felt so true to the original movies. Um, and I really, really loved the the music and the sound design, probably even more than I loved the kills. I just really appreciated how they were able to recreate something that right. everybody knows without just doing that sound again. This yeah. may as well yeah. have been his theme song. Yeah, it, you guys know so what we're good. talking about, obviously. It's the ki 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 mama. That, as far as my memory mm-hmm. goes, never appears even once in... Nope. The entire and, and again, I watched the ghost cut with the uh, the the prequel uh, attached. So I watched two and a half hours of this, uh, and I don't remember hearing it a single time. Uh, but uh, also, curiously, you don't miss it. And you're right; it still feels that like I would not be at all surprised uh, if uh, if Vincente DeSanti has seen every movie in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise a hundred times. Like, this mm-hmm. is a person who clearly understands exactly the atmosphere presented in these films. Uh, Jason feels like Jason uh, is, uh, is is very, very well done. Uh, some Even in some of the, the, the kills, like, you remember, uh, I believe it's in the, the first, yeah, in the first film with Kevin Bacon, when he's laying on the bed uh, and Jason shoves the arrow up from under the bed through his neck, the arrow that Jason uses uh, in both Never Hike in the Snow and then again in uh, Never Hike Alone 2 is almost an identical arrow and arrowhead to the one that we see in that. So, like, detail like that, right? That's the level of detail that makes you realize these people fucking know what they're doing. Uh, and, uh, I feel like the biggest compliment that we can give is the fact that neither one of us are the biggest fans of this franchise, and we liked this more than what we've seen in most of those films. Yeah, my complaints are minimal. Uh, one of uh, them is that, oh, yes. I was gonna say, I, uh, uh, honestly, they've, they've started talking about, uh, like, uh, uh, A24, I think, is talking about, uh, possibly picking up the rights to the franchise to continue producing things. Uh, I feel like this fella DeSanti should be strongly considered to get an opportunity uh, to uh, to take over that franchise. I would love to see what he could do with his understanding of the franchise if he had a, a, a larger studio budget to, to put into it. 
kind of like a Hellraiser thing where the yes. guy made no more souls and then he's making Hellraiser well, now. Well, to be fair, he was part of the special effects crew on the Hellraiser franchise going all the way back to Hellraiser 3, which is probably why he was able to make such a spot-on accurate uh, representation in that uh, No More Souls uh, 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 fan film. But yeah, obviously that's why they were like, oh, you uh, you did the effects. Why don't you just come in and do this? You just well actually do me. <laughs> Hellraiser throwback. <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> okay. Um, so my complaints are minimal. Uh, one of them is that I wish it was more properly labeled that never hike alone never hike in the snow and then never hike alone too should be watched in that order <laughs> because we butchered it and never hike alone or never hike in the snow is a crucial part to understanding never hike alone too right um to the point where i feel like there's a lot of story there it's not mm -hmm. just a bonus thing so it is a very niche thing right but if you're not like a fan of these people already it's really hard to pick up like the, the right order. so and small I gotta complaint, be honest, dumb complaint yeah well and i gotta be honest having watched never hike in the snow on its own a while back for spooktober and then coming back here and watching the, the the ghost cut that just basically puts the one right in front of the other and you watch it all the way through. Um, I do recommend that you watch these in release order and not timeline Same. order. I would say yep. watch Never Hike Alone first, but then make sure you go back and watch Never Hike in the Snow before you move on to uh to never hike alone too absolutely uh my second complaint there are a couple shots of jason's feet and they're too small <laughs> too small jason can't get his shoes at payless payless shoes or like designer shoe warehouse <laughs> he needs to go to the big and tall store and there were a couple times particularly when that window bursts open in the second one and kyle's like oh shit he's back and he takes that big dramatic step through it those feet are too small now, I needed like a size 17 Jason. Now, Michelle, all I can really think about now, this is the image that came into my head fully formed, <laughs> and I have to see this now. Somebody <laughs> somebody out there making f fan films, I need you to make a Friday the 13th fan film where Jason Voorhees has giant fucking clown shoes. <laughs> Oh, I, I was can't doing get the opposite. Out of my head and it's I was thinking hilarious. like tiny, <laughs> tiny baby feet, but like everything else is just exactly the same. Giant He's like a size three. Clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and every time he walks, they squeak. That would Sente add to the terror. Sente, if you're out there listening, because we like your movies, please give me a short. I don't care if it's a thirty second goof reel. Give me a Friday the Thirteenth with Jason in fucking clown shoes. Maybe even put oh, a red foamy clown nose right smack in the middle of the fucking hockey mask. Oh my god! <laughs> he goes to stab somebody, and his sword turns into a bouquet of flowers. I know or that's it's traditionally a more of a magician sword. thing, it's but it's a balloon yes. sword. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we are so good at coming up with movies. Somebody should pay us to to just create movies. This could be my job. I'd just be sitting in a boardroom being like, okay, Jason Voorhees, accept clown shoes. 
<laughs> here's our pitch. Here's our PowerPoint. Here's uh, what the projected income would be over a two-year span. It's worth it. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, those are my my very small complaints. Um, yeah. One more thing about the the cinematography. Um, the, the first one especially does an excellent job of doing a handheld vlogger view a few times, not over excessively to the point where it would feel like a found footage. And then those moments where it is more, I guess, cinematic. I don't know what the better word would be, but like not vlog. Like this is a director filming stuff. Uh, right. They still do a handheld camera. So it still feels homemade and like a vlog. Um, and it never feels jarring between those two things. And then they keep that going through the sequel, even though it's not really necessary anymore. And I really appreciated that, that there was still a lot of, you know, movement and it felt authentic to the first one, despite these being made several years apart. I think four, if I'm recalling, I believe so. six yeah. years apart, they really made it feel cohesive. I watched right. both back to back today and it felt like one movie. Well, and that is crazy, obviously, with the second half being better. It makes me wonder, though, Michelle, because like I mentioned, I did see on the Wompstomp Films website uh, that when you look under Never Hike Alone, it lists Never Hike Alone and then Disappear, which is that music video that happened that you see at the beginning of the ghost cut, uh, and then Never Hike in the Snow and Never Hike Again, which was the original planned title for Never Hike Alone 2. Then it also has this Jason Takes Crystal Lake and The Final Hike. I find myself honestly wondering if maybe... Uh, this has been the plan all along. Like, if they've had all of these parts, like, ready to go, and that's why there is so much cohesion and consistency between them after all that time. That's a really good theory. And I hope it's true, because that means we'll continue to see it for two more movies instead of them thinking the story's wrapped up and that Jason's fucking dead and no, he's not. You get 20 more movies with him. Right. Uh, one tip... I yeah. have for anybody who is watching this. Don't do this on your first viewing. Watch them properly in the order of never hike alone, never hike in, alone in the snow, never hike in the snow, whatever that one is, and then never hike alone too. Watch it that way at normal speed. But then if you're prepping for a podcast and you want to make sure you have the story straight, watch never hike alone too at two times speed. And it is hilarious. The I part where Jason... Jason walks into the lake. He That's just, the one he where he needs the, the clown lake. shoes. It's got to play like the Keystone Cops. And, and the kid's speed. like, Jason's going to drown me. Whoop, he's gone. Yeah. Like, the kid's just gone. It's so good. The jokes that they're trying to hit um, are much better oh. when they're sped up because there's a lot of, like, offhand humor, like little quips that they throw in and hearing those so fast in a crisis situation so great. Um, my favorite shot in the second one is when uh, Dr. Diana Hill is coming around the corner after just re-arriving at work um, from taking her leave after uh, mourning the loss of her son. And she sees that guy who's quizzing the intern or whatever they're called, uh, the the thing um and then she thinks that it's her son doing the quizzing but then it's not her son and the guy makes the most hilarious face of like what when she freaks out that on two times speed so great definitely wa recommend watching these at normal speed in the correct order and then double time it you'll also get through it in a half hour which is great oh, i like anything that's more efficient but 
It's hilarious I, on two I, times. I just, speed. I need to see now. I gotta see Jason Voorhees with clown shoes and a clown nose in the <laughs> middle of the hockey mask at two times speed, like the Keystone Cops. I, I, yeah, I, him going oh. into the water and then coming back out at two times speed is great, and I feel like it. I bet those sequences where he jumps out of the water would be fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, he looks God. like the uh, the pool cleaner from Paranormal Activity 2, just zip <laughs> just him right out of there and scaring oh. everybody. It's great. Awesome. Definitely, if, if you're already a fan of, of these movies and you tuned in to us for the first time, first off, thank you. Um, secondly, definitely go back and rewatch it at two times speed because you're going to appreciate it so much more. Womp Stomp, Womp Stomp Films, side note, has also produced... Uh, fan films for the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and the Halloween franchise, from what I can see here. Uh, and so they've got some of those that you can check out on their uh, uh, their uh, their YouTube channel and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of Friday the Thirteenth and you've never seen these, definitely check it out. If you're not the biggest fan of Friday the Thirteenth, check it out. This might be a little bit more your vibe. Uh, was Wampstone Films the one that did uh, Dylan's New Nightmare? Yeah, Dylan's New Nightmare or, that we yeah. talked about in Spooktober. Yep. yep. They. Uh, it yep. wasn't. Uh, I Vince, love that one. It wasn't uh, the same director here, but yeah, they produced yep. it. Yep. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go see more fan stuff, I like Dylan's New Nightmare. Dylan's New Just Nightmare like was really cool. Seen I the original. Right. Well, mm-hmm. my I still think like what a ballsy move, right, to make a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film. But it's a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film that plays into Wes Craven's new nightmare and not the rest of the franchise. That's a very divisive entry in that franchise. Anyway, we go back and listen to our episode about Dylan's new nightmare and about don't uh, never hike in the snow. Go back and listen to everything. <laughs> we could use all the plays we can get. Don't listen to the Never Hike Alone in the Snow one because we were clearly very confused <laughs> and not prepared. But now... We get it. This is great. This is a, a great series. I am looking forward to the next two. Um, don't disappoint me. Clown Shoes Jason. And in the finale, they're going to make us wait until the fourth movie and just like. Michelle, I, I have this this awesome Jason Voorhees mask that Uncle Jeff gave me. Uh, it's uh, I put it on like a styrofoam hair salon wig model head. Uh, so it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. sitting on my, my desk shelf. Uh, I am going to go get a fucking bright red clown nose and put it on this thing just as proof of concept. Oh, my God. I'm on board. Yeah, I think that's the best idea. Oh, we got to make this happen. Got to make it happen. Oh, my God. 10-second clip. Like, just turn, like, a Mr. Potato Head into Jason and just put a hockey mask on him because he's already got them huge fucking... Oh, Jesus. Uh, we gotta we We're gotta so wrap smart. this up, or I'm gonna be on this clown Jason We're thing so forever. I'm so sorry if this is your first time listening, or maybe I'm not. Maybe you enjoy our ridiculous stream of consciousness. Yeah. Maybe apparently they do because they keep listening. You yeah. crazies. Right on. Well, okay. Yeah. I have nothing more to say about this. I enjoyed it, um, despite not liking Jason. I right. Think he's well, boring. I, I guess but... then, Michelle, if you've got nothing left to say, there's just one thing left to say. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle.
We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.